millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Once again, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Live Stream. Now, you may know that I am currently in Irvine, California for the Great American Restoration Tour 3.0, but this is a very important interview, and I had to bring it to you. It's playing live here on my channel, so hopefully you're in the chat. I might be there as well. If I am, I definitely will say hi. But tonight, the interview is with Colonel Ivan Raiklin. He was one of the signatories on that letter of military accountability that was delivered to the top brass at the Pentagon on January 1st. It has, however, turned into more of just a letter, a declaration, into something of an action item, call to action for the American people, because since that time, the original 260 or so signers have bloomed into over 17,500. You can sign that letter yourself by heading to the link in the description of this video, but I'm pretty sure it's military accountability. I would suggest you guys do that, and I hope that you take what Ivan here has to say to heart, because this is really just a larger version of what I've been directing my audience to do in the last several years, and that is to get involved at your local level. Ivan and the signers of this letter have a plan that they're putting into place. It seems to me to be pretty based. I think you're going to like what he has to say. And he also makes some excellent points uh, about ensuring that we are ready for every single possible contingency that the deep state might have planned, not only for us, but of course, for Donald Trump and for the rest of America. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I'll be right back after this with my good friend, Colonel Ivan Raiklin.
My friends, gold is on the rise. It just soared past $2,000 an ounce. And the wars in Israel and the Ukraine, plus the rate cuts that are on the table, well, all of these things are working together to help fuel the meteoric rise of this beautiful, precious metal. And the top banks, Deutsche Bank, UBS, Bank of America, JP Morgan, all of them are forecasting sizable rate cuts coming up in the election year. And you've got the heads of the top financial firms pointing out the similarities to what we see in America now in the 1970s. Take a look back at 1979. At that time, we had the Iran hostage crisis. There was war in the Middle East, and major U.S. cities were in disarray and stagflation. At that time, gold went from $158 an ounce in 1974 to $850 an ounce in 1980. Meanwhile, our national debt is skyrocketing even higher. There's a direct correlation between the national debt and the price of gold. Back in 2020, the U.S. debt was at $23 trillion and gold was $1,500 an ounce. Well, now in 2023, it's $33 trillion and gold is over $2,000 an ounce. Now, President Trump, he warned us the U.S. dollar no longer being the world standard will be our greatest defeat in 200 years. So you can call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Remember to mention me, Zach Payne, and Red Pill News. And when you do, you will always get best-in-class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you might be eligible for the no fee for life IRA. It's available on qualifying rollovers and to find out if you do qualify, give them a call today at 888-857-6092 and get your free investor guide today. Once again, Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer for 7 years in a row. Call them today at 888- 857-6092 and when you support my sponsors you support this channel alright good evening everyone welcome back to another special edition of Red Pill News you're watching this this Saturday however I am live in Irvine California at the Great American Restoration Tour 3.0 but tonight for our viewing pleasure I am pleased to welcome my good friend back to the show once more Ivan Raiklin. Ivan how are you, sir? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Just finished uh, ordering some crow <laughs> and figuring out where I'm going to deliver the crow to. Because didn't we have a discussion where if someone was wrong about John Durham, we were going to eat crow? Yes. Who should I address that crow, the, the fresh sushi grade crow to? I believe that would be Jonathan Harold. But um, we, I, I don't actually know which uh, where we're going to be. I'll, I'll have to give you the details on exactly uh, what the hotel is going to be. It's friendly crow eating. Yeah, right? Of course we're it not, is. Of course, it's we're all, all good in the fun. Same movement, trying to get to the. You know, we're trying to get to the truth. That's right. That's we're right. We're doing our thing. But hey, come on. I got to throw it out there because when I get it wrong, I want you guys to crush me so That's that right. it motivates me to try to avoid being wrong. There you go. No, I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think everybody uh, ought to have that uh, that that sort of look on the world because obviously right now things are very complicated. Maybe not so complicated, just really messed up. And we were talking before the show about total just chaos. Total chaos. I revel. I revel in chaos. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying it. There are. There's a lot of people out there who are, you know, vacillating between you know fear and uh, panic, abject terror. 
But we're, we're hurtling, we're hurtling headlong into November of this year where we're going to have an election, hopefully, uh, where once again, hopefully, the vast majority of Americans are going to unify behind Donald Trump. Now, a lot of things are going to have to be addressed at the beginning of his administration, and I think rather quickly. One of those things would be the situation currently in the U.S. military. Now, you and uh, a number of other active and uh, and and retired military enlisted men and uh, some leaders, I would take it, uh, signed this declaration that you guys delivered mm-hmm. to the military on January 1st. And then just a couple hours later, Lloyd Austin was admitted to uh, Walter Reed Medical Center in Bethesda for uh, what I understand was a, uh, a complication of a prostate- you do a minor medical procedure, yeah, as mi- they like to call it, a prostatectomy. Now, you know, removal. Is that of, what they're saying it is now? That's what they're saying. The minor medical procedure was a prostatectomy, which he initially had done on December twenty second. Now, the funny thing about it, Ivan, is that he never reported to anyone on December twenty second before January first that he was going to be heading in to be put under general anesthesia to have this surgery done. Now I know that they call a lot of things minor medical procedures nowadays, but Yeah, just like the DNA mutilation injections, right? That's right. That's Whether right. It's the Pfizer fail or the Moderna mutilation variant. Yes. Some form Or the J and J heart explosion variant. <laughs> Yeah, all of those things are uh, obviously fairly serious. And I think that, you know, getting your body cut open and your portion of your prostate removed, that's fairly serious. Uh, and so I think a lot of people are not really taking it at face value because it seems to have been a complete deviation from the normal chain of custody, if you will, uh, for the duties of the Secretary of Defense and obviously not telling the White House or anyone in the administration or the person who would have to take up your duties if something was to happen. It just seems really odd. So I, I would It like- does, and just to contextualize it further, when was the last time you, your friends, or family went into a doctor's appointment on January 1st when everything is closed. Yes. Probably pretty serious if you're going in on January 1st, particularly when 231 current and former service members put out a declaration of military accountability against you and your leaders. And they're named. And the email goes out at 4 in the morning mere hours before you admit yourself, according to the timeline that I think I've seen. Yes. So are there coincidences? Sure, there are. But then other people like to say there are no coincidences. Yes, yes. Well, I would subscribe to the latter. Uh, I don't think there are any coincidences. And uh, allegedly, this minor medical procedure uh, caused a, a systemic infection in the uh, SecDef's body, and his intestines were backed up, and he had to have a tube put in him. You know, it was very, very complicated. And uh, you know, now they're saying that everything's okay. But now, are you telling me just based on what I'm hearing? Because I don't know the details. Yeah. Are you saying that something was stuck in his anus? So I don't, I'm not that, exactly that certain. That's the point the of entry. Ability to uh, <laughs> defecate and excrete all the consumables in his obese body? You might say he was full of shit, Ivan. 
Yeah, I think uh, well, you kind of summarized it very in a very pithy manner. I was kind of describing it more along the lines of a scientific lexical framework, if you will. So do you think that there's a possibility that uh, the uh, the gentleman might have caused his uh, malady himself, perhaps through the acceptance of a experimental genetic modification shot? Um, it's hard to say. It's something worth inquiring. It's something worth him discussing. And it's also something worth him uh, discussing whether or not something else was stuck in that anal cavity <laughs> that he may want to share with the broader public. But that's not for me to you know, say. It's for him, in the interest of transparency, to share it with the broader American public, and at a minimum with his superiors and subordinates, uh, that he is in charge of in the interest of trust in our institutions. Because right now we are at the lowest point, in, I think, at least in my lifetime. Certainly. Uh, there's currently zero trust in our failureship. Oh, did I mispronounce it? I think some people pronounce it leadership uh, the incorrect way. But the more correct way, uh, you know, the DOD failureship is at its apex right now. Now, we're yeah. at its nadir, yes. as people like to say. You, you could definitely and put it that way. And that and, is why you had 231 of us, including myself, to sign on to this Declaration of Military Accountability to pledge to ourselves that we are, let me just say it in my way, we're coming after them for enforcing an illegal DOD CCP-19 clot shot on the force without proper informed consent and doing a bait and switch, trying to make people think that what they were mandating was the FDA-approved shot. Meanwhile, they never produced that FDA-approved shot, and all they did was promote the injection of the emergency use authorized shot, mm -hmm. medical nose rape, known as the PCR tests, or the face toilets. Some people pronounce the masks. All three categories of products or emergency use authorized products that legally cannot be mandated on the Department of uh, on Military Service members without a presidential waiver, which did not take place. And those that thought that it was an FDA-approved product that submitted religious, incorrectly thought it was an FDA-approved product, submitted religious exemptions or accommodations that were almost all declined, and there's another vector of a violation of individual liberties and rights, all at the behest of Lloyd Austin's henchmen. We, we have them listed in this declaration. So, so we pledge for our lifetime and beyond to hold these people to accountable however long it takes. If we need to recall them from retirement, convene courts martial, we're coming for them. So <clears throat> under... So I would assume that any prosecutions that might uh, take place at a future date, this would all be within a military court type setting. Can you tell me what specific punishments would be appropriate for the violations that service members have suffered? Yeah, so first off, it does not necessarily have to be a military courts martial, right? Okay. There are other mechanisms to achieve accountability. So let's start with that, and then we'll go into please up to and including what. 
So let's look at the three branches of federal government and then also apply that construct to the state and local levels. So let's say Article One branch of government is the legislative branch. We can pledge to each other, the thousands of us, I got to contextualize, 231 signed. There's a website, militaryaccountability.com. I think we're at 16, 17,000 folks have already also pledged oh, wow. to sign this declaration. Uh, Brad Miller just interviewed with Tucker Carlson yesterday, and that'll be coming out in the next few days. Wow. Brad, Brad Miller, by the way, was the former battalion commander of the 101st Airborne Division that was a full refusal, not a refusal, but said, you know what, I'm not going to participate in this lawless mandate. And he was relieved of command, and then he subsequently resigned because he was at 19 years, 3 months, 15 days, less than 9 months away from his full retirement, uh, probably in the you know worth several millions of dollars over the course of a lifetime, Wow! that he basically said, you know what, nope, I'm not going to participate in this, standing on his legal, moral, and ethical principles, which were right. So Brad Miller sent that, uh, sent that declaration to the top 18 leaders in the Pentagon. I was CC'd on it, and it's a very uh, scathing email that basically says, hey, this ain't for you. This is for the American people. We're no longer going to allow you to continue to run roughshod over our rights, and we're going to hold you to account. In addition to that, people don't understand that 8,400 military service members were kicked out of the military. Mm -hmm. 60 to 80,000 of us, like myself, we left early because we didn't want to participate in this lawlessness. And then if you add all those that took the shot and now over two years later are realizing that they regret it because of whether it's adverse effects, they were lied to, they are now realizing it was unlawful to mandate it. I would say hundreds of thousands of people in, in service and informally in service regret and are absolutely angry at what happened. And so what does that mean? Thousands of us are going to run for state House, state Senate, federal House and federal Senate that are going to make sure that legislation is passed in order to hold these people to account. That's one. Also, on the Article 2 side of things, the executive branch, we're going to work our way ground up. Imagine a district attorney. How about we take over the district attorney, district attorney's offices, the sheriff's offices, and the attorneys general in the different states? So imagine one of these leaders in the DOD happens to be, oh, I don't know, you live in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you live near Tampa. Is that about where you live? Uh, no, I'm about I'm a couple hours north, but I'm, I'm on the east coast. Let's give an example of Florida, Tampa. Big military base, Central Command, Special Operations Command. If we have one of the military leaders that we've named or will name that was part of this COVID, co- co- what I call COVID coercion or mandate molestation, then guess what? That base is inside of a state, is inside of a county or near a county. So if one of those leaders live off base or travels and traverses through that county, off base, then the sheriff can go ahead and detain, let's just say raid and live stream the detention as they prosecute them for what? This is where your question was based off of. What can we get them for? Well, if you're a leader and you coerce somebody else into a clot shot and you have one of your, at a minimum, uh, subordinates that was injured 
or died from that, then for an injury, that's called battery. For a death, that's called manslaughter mm -hmm. at a minimum. So as the information comes out uh, and continues to come out on the unsafe and ineffective nature of these clot shots and that the mandate was unlawful, well, then those that dictated the mandate by saying that, hey, I'm a commander, I'm going to mandate you into these the emergency use authorized product, not the FDA approved one because it doesn't exist. It wasn't ever produced. That commander took the role, legally speaking, as the commander in chief to create a waiver to force someone else into the clot shot. They don't have that authority. And for that reason, not only can they be gone after in a military setting, but now the county district attorney can go ahead and go after them. And then civilly, the family can go after them for wrongful death. Mm -hmm. That's what I recommend. So that's the Article 2 branch of government. Again, imagine if we take over all 3,143 counties and county equivalents and cities, sheriffs and sheriff's equivalent in the country, or at least some, to then start to prosecute these folks. Imagine what that does when that first one falls. Absolutely. Yeah, no, all it's, the three thousand plus other ones take that as a template and say, "Oh, I want the same accountability as County X," mm -hmm. and then apply it nationally. And now we start to escalate and replicate it uh, nationally, right? Yes. Article two, and what about the state attorney general? We can do the same thing at the state level, right? Um, so there's that. As far as the Article Three branch of government, the judiciary, why not have those that are signing on to this, those that were part, you know, part of supporting this Declaration of Military Accountability, why don't we, lawyers or attorneys like myself, take over and become judges mm -hmm. at the county level, at the state level, right? And then ultimately, when we take over those institutions, we can then ultimately take over the federal institutions to then appoint a new department within our executive branch known as the Department of Retribution and appoint Ivan Raikland as the Secretary of Retribution so that my first act as the Secretary of Retribution is to hire, basically create, I would say, two to three main divisions. The first one is the research division. First group of people that get right of first refusal to be on that team are every single J6 defendant hmm. as they start to build the target list of who to go after for some people call accountability. I call retribution. Okay. And I've already created a, uh, the initial batch and tranche of who would be gone after. And we're trying to get that to Elon Musk so that he can go ahead and release those on the list that have a Twitter account to release all of their direct messages from X. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can provide you that list. Okay. Number two, number two, um, we have, uh, the action arm, if you will, of the department of retribution and those that would be hired for that division would be those recently, uh, kicked out military service members from tier one and tier two special operations units that have decades of experience in conducting raids to go ahead and be on the ready in order to be able to action the target list that's created by the research arm of the Department of Retribution. And what I mean by that is the action arm would then conduct physical, under lawful authority, of course, 
raids, and coordination with the third division of the, of the Department of Retribution, which would be kind of the, the, the liaison and coordination arm uh, where they coordinate with independent media so that that raid, whether it's a physical raid on a house, a swatting, for example, it would be in the same style and type as what we saw occurring to Roger Stone. Where you would have the media in conjunction with that raid live streaming that, right? Red Pill 78 would be uh, also informed of where the raid would take place so that you could live stream it on your channel and other, you know, affiliates. You know, sure. Badlands would be, definitely be invited, you know, because we're all about transparency with this Department of Retribution, right? We want it to be out there. And be, based on the precedence that has already been set, in the case of Roger Stone, in the case of John Eastman uh, with the what they did in the parking lot to him, mm-hmm. in the case of Peter Navarro, what they did to him at, a, at an airport, in the case of Mike Lindell at a Hardy's parking lot. I mean, those are just some examples, right? And so those are the three main divisions and who I would be hiring and coordinating with to guarantee that there's retribution for the appropriate actors that were complicit, not only in the COVID con, the COVID coercion and the mandate molestation, but also those involved in conducting an illegal election, covering up that illegal election, and all, actually all the way back. So the cat, the, my target list goes back to the 39 that unmasked General Flint. Mm-hmm. One of those 39 is Jamie Raskin's wife, okay? The next list is, the next category would be the 60 that provided cover for the Biden criminal syndicate laptop. 51 of them are named. One of those 51 in particular that I'd like to highlight is David Buckley, who later becomes the staff director for the J6 Select Cover-Up Committee, hmm. who prior to that was one of the 51 that covered for the Biden laptop, and prior to that was the inspector general for John Brennan over at the CIA. Well, so anyway, these are some examples, and I'm highlighting of those folks. Now, next grouping of people would be, oh, I don't know, those involved in the whistleblowing campaign, the fraudulent covering up for the Biden criminal syndicate by creating the whistleblowing team, those involved in the Mueller uh, investigation, those involved in the Capitol Police Board and above, and the U.S. Capitol Police that conducted uh, the coup of January 6th, and then the subsequent cover-up, those involved in impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, and their staff. So, I mean, There'll be plenty of work, I think, for probably around four years. I think we can manage. Um, you know, maybe we can knock it out in two years, depending on how aggressive uh, we go, to go ahead and make sure we action all of those on that target list. And again, I'm saying this from the most lawful, moral, and ethical perspective that this would be done with the proper authorities and tools at our disposal. And it would be done through proper, you know, legislative upgrades if necessary. And that's really what the role of the secretary and Department of Retribution would be. Uh, and that's kind of a direct extension, at least from my perspective, of what the Declaration of Military Accountability uh, would ultimately achieve. Now, the Declaration of Military Accountability focuses specifically on DOD leadership. And that's uh, Rob Green is the commander. Rob Green is the one that kind of primarily wrote that. And it's an offshoot of his book called Defending the Constitution Behind Enemy Lines, which goes into all the details of the DOD's component 
of the illegal DOD mandate and the coercive policies that were used that just violated absolutely every policy, procedure, legal, moral, and ethical standards that had existed up to that, up to literally August of 2021 that were violated since then. And then by extension, I hope to apply that to a broader, the entire government and society to basically clean out those that have been complicit in the destruction of our constitutional order. Well, I like what I'm hearing. It's obviously a, a tall order because that destruction of the Constitution has kind of been baked in to virtually every agency within the federal government. Every aspect of the United States government, it seems, is working to unseat the Constitution as our foundation. And then, of course, when you extend that out into civil Private society, of course, mainstream media, the uh, the money movers, the various banks and uh, the black rocks of the world with their diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, I mean, there is no shortage of uh, guilty parties out there. Ivan, let me ask you this. <clears throat> yeah, I think Larry Fink, you just reminded me, we might have to add Larry Fink as one of the higher priority individuals to I, scrutinize, I like research, it. investigate and make sure and guarantee the appropriate accountability is had in the swiftest manner possible. And oh, and going back, you know, what does this include? Well, when you're convicted of treason, obviously, right? You know, maybe yeah. we need to upgrade to the law to to match it more closely with with the Bible, where we basically apply a millstone in those situations. There's plenty of bodies of water out there too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, all it would require is just a slight adjustment to legislation, because all it takes is really um, the we upgrade the House, we upgrade the U.S. Senate, uh, we upgrade the White House, and then once those three institutions kind of fall back in the order of prioritizing Americans versus having both parties really supporting China first and Ukraine first policies. Uh, rather than doing that and, and instead focusing on American values and principles and learning about those individuals that I have on my list, I think that's where we're going to start to get a cultural renaissance, if you will, and demanding accountability similar to what we had in, you know, what, what happened when there was accountability in the 1770s or the 1860s. Mm -hmm. Or than the nineteen post nineteen sixties. So there are mechanisms. There's historical precedent uh, where you know treason is punishable with two witnesses, uh, with the ultimate demise of the of the target. So I think that in some instances, or maybe in many instances, uh, that should be the consequence of accountability. I, I absolutely agree with you, you know, and I can <clears throat> I can see the mainstream media now comparing what you're talking about to, I don't know, El Salvador in the 1980s. I mean, you're not talking about right wing death squads We're we're talking about a legally prescribed path to ensure that law and order is followed and adhered to here in the United States of America, and that by doing right. so, we elevate the best interests of the American people to ensure the future survival of this nation and generations that come after us. Right. So you were talking about these different movies that are coming out on these, uh, you know, 
the biggest disinformation platforms that exist uh, defending and supporting the uniparty deep state cabal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're promoting you know constant division in order like they know their time is up. So the only way that they're able to survive and remain in positions of power is to continue to distract and create. I, mean, I think somebody said it when the red ants and the blue blue ants are inside of a jar, they're kind of calm. Mm-hmm. But once the person shakes that jar, then the red ants think the blue ants are the ones doing it, and the blue ants think the red ants are doing the shaking of the jar while everybody's in chaos. Yep. Well, they're, they're the ones doing it. We're realizing it. Uh, I mean, you have a big enough platform to have basically shown through your um, guests on your platform that ha- have direct access to the raw, real information to see what the truth is. So they're... They're not able to control the narrative like they used to. Mm-hmm. And so people are seeing it for what it is and directing their energies, hatred, anger, angst towards the actual culprits. And it's those in the senior leadership positions nationally here uh, that are, you know, the China first Republicans, mm-hmm. the Ukraine first Republicans. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com
human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. The Israel First Republicans, the Israel First Democrats, the China First Democrats, and the China First, uh, or excuse me, the Ukraine and China and Israel First Democrats. It's basically all they care about is the ability to wander American taxpayer money through their prioritization of other nations' interests so that they can line their pockets via either camp, you know, indirect money laundering back into their campaigns to retain power. Yeah. And I think there's enough independent <clears throat> information outlets out there that are forcing the growth of America first political uh, um, individuals or, <clears throat> or candidates, right? I agree. To then prosper and succeed. So, and so we're in this big battle of the ascendancy of those that care for America, their state, and their county, and their community. Uh, and it's going to be a nice little battle. I like, we talked about chaos earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book called Masters of Chaos, The Secret History of the Special Forces. Mm, yes. And, uh, yeah, I revel in chaos. So, let's bring it. Born in fire, that's for sure. So, we're kind I'm of... kind of passive today because, you know... <laughs> I'll let the acronyms behind me speak for themselves without yelling and screaming. I love it. I love it. I mean, 2023 was the year of FA. Now it's our, you know, now it's our turn to conduct the Moogarang, the year of accountability, where we kicked it off with the declaration of military accountability. Because I think that the, if we get our, the Department of Defense, which historically has been the institution that has been the most trusted, revered, within our country, Mm -hmm. if we can restore credibility and trust in that, then from there, that'll be the focal point to then restore trust with our other institutions and then society writ large. And again, legally, we're going to do the maximum legal, moral, and ethical route to ensure accountability. And that's through the full takeover of our institutions from school board, county executive, DAs, sheriffs, State House, State Senate, all the way through up. We're going to aerate and thatch all of these scum that have created this total constitutional chaos uh, with those that actually value uh, constitutional principles and then inculcate uh, their communities and societies so that we have a, not reversal, but a renaissance of our founding principles. I have to tell you, I am very excited to hear you saying this. I mean, this is basically the the tenet of my own personal platform. This is the only way that I think that we can truly bring about that renaissance. We can't just... We can't just fix one sector and then hope that the others are, are going to just fall into line. I mean, th- this has to be a widespread effort that is uh, diverse and across you know many different agencies. I'm really hoping that when President Trump returns, he's just going to cut the fat, maybe fire 50 percent of the federal government and uh, and See, put, put here, our, here's why uh, I disagree. OK, at this point in time, it's 
the, President Trump isn't don't isn't going to be the one that fixes it. Oh no, no, we have to look ourselves in the mirror to create the necessary infrastructure so that whoever ends up being the president has no other option than to uh, because the demand signal is going to be so great that anybody that's in that office will there's going to be no other option than to clean house. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on board with that. But <clears throat> I guess I'm speaking from a perspective where I feel that President Trump's returning to the office of the presidency is a foregone conclusion. I mean, you, we're talking about this renaissance. I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that. Okay. So then, l- l- well, b- before we go down that road, <clears throat> um, I just wanted to make a if point. If it was a conventional election properly yes. conducted, yes. then I absolutely agree with you. It is a foregone conclusion. Of course. But 2024 is is going to be the most, un- already is laying out to be, I said this last year, it's going to be the most unconventional political year that has country, our country has seen uh, the likes of. It's going to be more unconventional than what we saw in the 1770s meets 1860s meets 1960s meets COVID con of 2020. Okay, so I, I do agree with you there, and I'm prepared for just about anything to happen, and I'm expecting it to. But specifically, with regard to your efforts right now with this letter and your mobilization of the troops, if you will, uh, are you putting together some sort of centralized effort? Uh, are you in contact in, in a larger sense with all of these people? Or is it kind of just a general directive? Hey, we need people out there right now, true American patriots who are going to run for these offices, who are going to get into these positions so that we can begin the process of a national healing. Because right now there are uh, quite a few people, at least in, in on the national stage, who have announced their retirements. And uh, there are a whole bunch of vacancies that are going to be coming up here in 2024. And so I'm wondering if people have already begun the process of getting registered to run as candidates so that we can expect that come November, there will be choices on the ballot. Great question. So when you look at the list of 200, I don't know if you have the ability to bring up the I do. actual letter. Yeah, I've got it right here. Militaryaccountability.com. Yep. If you go and take a look and read uh, I think it's the third to last paragraph of that letter. <clears throat> and as okay. you read that, some of the signatories, one, Nick Cupper, is running for state house in Arizona. Okay, so that's okay. just one example. Another, Nate Kane, is running for Congress in West Virginia's second congressional district. Mm-hmm. Another, Mara Macy, a military spouse, is running for Congress in Florida against Congressman Rutherford, a weak, toxic, feckless, stone-cold coward, gutless simp, similar to his beloved Mike Pence, which needs to be removed as well. So if we scroll down, it says here, in the coming years, thousands within our network will run for Congress and seek appointments to executive branch offices, while those of us still serving on active duty will continue to put fulfilling our oaths ahead of striving for rank or position. For those who achieve the lawful authority to do so, we pledge to recall from retirement the military leaders who broke the law and will co- convene courts martial for the crimes they committed, and so on and so forth. So, remember, 
231 signed the original document. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the website. 17,215 signed this. Yep. Uh, and this is without any like major media coverage. The uh, Let's see here. Like I said before, as more and more people find out about this, after Brad Miller's interview on Tucker airs, millions, if not tens of millions of people are going to see it. And then at that point, that pretty much all of the 8,400 that were kicked out are going to be motivated to do what we're talking about. So if just those 8,400 that were kicked out go ahead and put their name in the hat to you know become state reps, state senators, federal reps, like 8,400 is well more than every single seat in state house, state senate, and federal office. Federal yeah. office, 535, right? Yep. So 34, 33 or 34 seats are, are in the U.S. Senate, 435 in the House. And then there are about, I think, seven, close to 7,000 state house and state senators in the entire country. Well, okay, that's a high percentage, almost 90% of the 8,400. But when you take it to the broader level, the 60 to 80,000 of us that were left early because of the D- illegal DOD mandate, mm-hmm. Well, then you're looking at what seven seventy five hundred of seventy five thousand is only ten percent, and then when you look at the spouses and the family members that are in a position to demand this sort of accountability, and those that are already signed seventeen thousand, now we're looking at single digit percentage points of those that are pledging to do what's in this document that need to actually physically implement the document. So I think it's a doable endeavor. That coupled with uh, what's going to be happening in April and May, which you shall see coming out, you're going to see an escalation of a demand for action by those as they see what the Uniparty will do to Donald Trump moving forward. And this goes back to your statement that it's a foregone conclusion that Trump's going to be the president. Uh, I don't think so because I suspect that because he he and the, his ecosystem represents an existential threat to the DOJ, the Uniparty Cabal, basically those that I list on my target list, Certainly. they're going to do everything in their power and beyond what they've already done, which would include, what did the FBI do in the 60s to JFK, RFK, and Martin Luther King Jr.? Oh, yeah. They're going to likely resort to those similar tactics. So then what happens next when the FBI or John Kerry calls his, his mullah buddies in Iran and says, you know what, you can go ahead to, and do what you wanted to do anyway based on the video that you put out of that little drone thingamajigger about Mar-a-Lago, and we won't do anything about it. Wink, wink. Friends over in Iran from John Kerry's perspective. And then we'll blame it on you guys. And we'll figure out how to make it look like uh, a response. That's what I think they're planning as the last res- If they can't take them out by uh, convincing the, I think it's 16 or to 18 trifecta states, Democrat trifecta states, from removing Trump off of the primary ballot, thus allowing DeSantis or Haley to secure enough delegates to ensure that no one, or to make sure that no one secures the necessary majority uh, before the July RNC convention in Milwaukee, thus making it so that there's a second round of voting 
that's untethered to the person that gets the most votes. That's one mechanism in how they will steal it at the RNC convention for the nomination by the Uniparty. And if somehow, for some reason, Trump does secure the nomination, that's when I think the uh, FBI will resort to the RFK, JFK, uh, Martin Luther King tactics. And then when that takes place, uh, I think it's going to get really unconventional and spicy, which you know, I won't talk about it right now on what that looks like. But there are, I like to always plan for the worst, pray for the best, and always have a primary alternate contingency and emergency plan mm-hmm. uh, when things take place. But having said that, I think that uh, the best way to stop them from resorting to the RFK, JFK, MLK option, as it applies to a presidential candidate, is to give the following assessment and make it broadly known. So this part of the interview is directed at those on my deep state target list. And those include Christopher Ray Epps, Merrick Garland, the John Kerry's of the world, right? And so on and so forth, many others. I'm going to say this. I'm a former analyst, and this is my assessment. If a presidential candidate, any presidential candidate right now that is running, somehow dies, the American people will take that as a political assassination conducted by those on the list that I have created. Yeah. And I assess with the highest degree of confidence it is almost certain that the American society will respond in kind immediately in the same manner on which they conducted themselves. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. They will blame those on that list for the death. I don't care if it looks like natural causes. The country will guarantee immediate reciprocal consequences just by virtue of a death taking place of any presidential candidate. That is my assessment with the highest degree of confidence that it is almost certain that that will take place. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, I've, I've often so maybe said... maybe they will pause. Yeah. And if they want to call my analytic bluff, let's see it play out. I mean, it's a it's dangerous a game. Of, game. It's a game of chicken, right? Yeah. And, and when I play chicken, Zach, there's two options. I either win or I don't lose. Mm-hmm. So it's up to them on deciding what, which one do they want to do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is something I've uh, considered myself on many occasions. You know, I uh, in making my analysis, I I think that you're right. Certainly, whatever tricks they might have up their sleeves, whatever you know, dirty, dastardly deeds they might be able to put into motion, I think they would. 
But by doing so, they run the risk of setting the country on fire because the support is overwhelming for President Trump. And right, it's only- but keep in mind, when you say the country will be set on fire, there's no reason to go into their, you know, what they're trying to promote on these disinformation platforms. Mm-hmm. There's really only several hundred people that will face consequences should they do that. Mm-hmm. And there's really only one or two buildings that will need to face immediate consequences. Again, I'm making this assessment, right? I'm not advocating for anything. I'm just giving a, you know, as a, as an analyst, I'm going to conclude that Americans are smart enough to realize that there are really only a couple of buildings in Washington, D.C., which a majority of those on that list operate out of that will face immediate, let's just call it for what it is, retribution should any political candidate pass this year. Let's list them, whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's RFK Jr., Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, or Donald Trump. I don't care who it is. I think that America will see that as a direct assassination conducted by those that are on the list. And I think America will respond in kind in a very ice pick manner, surgically, to address and respond and blame those buildings and those individuals that primarily are based out of those buildings. You catch my drift? And again, I catch your drift. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just assessing here. And, 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 you know, when I say America will be set on fire, I, I don't mean literally. I'm speaking in a metaphorical sense. I mean, the, the country will respond is uh, perhaps a better way to say it. And, and I agree but, with yeah, you. Yeah, the country will yeah. respond yeah. very meticulously, surgically. Yes. So the question then becomes, is it worth it to them uh, to even take it that far? uh, Or will they have enough confidence in their own abilities to steal it on Election Day itself? You know, there's a couple of different there's a couple of different factors that are at play here this time around, which weren't present in 2020, namely RFK Jr., as a third-party candidate, as a viable, legitimate third-party candidate who will take votes from people who would otherwise vote for Joe Biden. Uh, I, I think that that adds an additional wrinkle into it because you go back to 2020, they already had more people voting than they actually had registered, okay? So there's only one thing that can explain that. That would be duplicate votes, illegal votes, dead votes, uh, you know, a whole, something uh, – a, a, combination of those. But this time around, I I truly believe that you're going to have the probably three quarters of the nation that will vote for Donald Trump. And then the leftovers will be split between RFK and Joe Biden and probably more heavily for RFK. So in order for them to... But you're talking general election. I am talking I mean, general election. Before we get into the general election, I, I think we really need to dissect and analyze what the different courses of action could, how it could play out in the primary. Like, what role does RFK Jr. have 
in influencing the primary, if any? What's, what are you, I mean, I'll ask oh, you first. I mean, in, in terms of the in terms of the Republican primary, I, I don't think it really will have any effect. I think it will have more effect on the Democratic primary because Joe Biden has positioned himself as the world's worst candidate. Anybody who supported Joe Biden the first time around, or at the very least didn't support Donald Trump, uh, has now had a come to Jesus moment, and they'll either be supporting Donald Trump, or if they can't stomach that uh, the second time around, then they would be forced to support RFK because there's no other choice. There's no other Democrat candidates that are running. I don't think that that will be a significant number of people to influence those that are going to vote for Donald Trump because America firsters, we are 100 percent behind Donald Trump. There's no other candidate as far as I'm concerned. And when we look at the other Republican field, Nikki Haley, okay, the only people who support Nikki Haley are the big money donors who don't want to support Donald Trump, uh, giving her money to give her this artificial bump in popularity. They're stacking the deck uh, in these polls. Nikki Haley at 12%. Well, let's, let's play this out. Let's, yeah. let's, you know, January 10th, which is tomorrow. Yep. You have uh, Nikki and Ron are doing a little shindig in Iowa. Mm-hmm. That no one's going to tune into. Exactly. There's she already, likely going to be another event tomorrow. She already canceled one event. That. She already canceled one event this weekend in Iowa. In Iowa. Yeah, because no one showed up. Exactly. Yes, yes. So what what happens if Ron DeSantis bows out after tomorrow's little debate? Uh, well, I where, I, do the, where do those votes go? Those well, the precious few that might go to Ron DeSantis, they're not going to have any other choice. But um, amongst any of the other people who would be on that stage, Chris Christie, I don't think he's going to soak him up. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie doesn't even he doesn't he didn't even make the stage. There's no, only yeah. two of them. That make, oh, they're oh, okay, Trump, so it's only yeah. them. Trump, All right. Haley, and DeSantis are the only three that qualify for the debate tomorrow. Okay, so, so which means that it's only going to be two. Okay. Why would Trump show up and no, lower he, his polling? He's, he's not going Trump. to. He, he, he's not going to. He doesn't need to. Um, but even between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, neither of them are likable and viable candidates at this point. I mean, the only reason they're still in the game, Ron DeSantis, because he's got Bush money behind him. Nikki Haley, because she's got, uh, you know, whoever her defense uh, uh, or excuse me, maybe State Department contacts that are supporting her. But neither yeah, so DeSantis is on the decline polling wise. Yes. Nikki Haley is on the fake uptick, right? Yes. In polling. So then, if DeSantis drops out, and I'm just brainstorming this as we're talking, mm-hmm. where do those votes go? I think that there's they could go to Haley, or do they go to Haley? I think that they could also go to Trump. I, I mean, because uh, Nick, even if somebody is not supporting Donald Trump at this moment, I don't think that it's as easy as a decision between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, because those who support Ron DeSantis don't care for Nikki Haley. Those who support Nikki Haley don't support Ron DeSantis. They don't like them. They find them to be unlikable. So the only choice would then be, do you continue to support a losing horse or do you put your energy and effort behind somebody who is guaranteed to win if we're talking about making it to the national stage? So, I, But I truly do believe that the votes out there, the possible total votes for either Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or combined, comes nowhere near the total nationwide support for Donald Trump. And I think that in Iowa... But, but here's the wild card. Okay. Right now, Colorado... Imagine the Supreme Court rules that, yes, 
Trump can be kicked off the ballot. That means Colorado will not be able to allocate any of its delegates to Trump. Maine will do the same. And then the rest of the Democrat trifecta states are going to follow suit and block Trump from the ballot in the primary, thus not allowing him to secure the requisite 1,234 delegates, even if he secures every single other state delegates 100%. Thus, there being no person going into the RNC convention with the majority delegates to win the nomination. And that's when they're going to allocate through the uniparty who their designated person is. So that would end up being a brokered convention? Right. Yes. It would be a brokered convention hosted in Milwaukee, which is run by by Ryan Ryan's Priebus in Robin Voss's state and Paul Ryan's Mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so let let me ask you, though, we're looking at I mean, it's going to be a fight. I, okay, I, I think it will be. Um, as of right now, because the Supreme Court decision in the Colorado Supreme Court decision was stayed, Donald Trump is on that primary ballot. They've already passed the deadline to have him kept off the ballot. And the Supreme Court of the United States, tell me as a constitutional scholar, as a lawyer yourself, do you honestly believe there is a possibility that the Supreme Court will back up that Colorado state Supreme Court decision? I mean, because I just feel like that's not in the realm of possibility. And one more thing. Legally what, speaking, that's a slam dunk 9-0 in favor yes. of allowing Trump to remain on the ballot. Exactly, yeah. But as speaking as private citizen Ivan Raikland, non-lawyer, Justice John Roberts, who was appointed by Bush, mm-hmm. is going to do everything in his power along with um, Brett Kavanaugh, who is a Lindsey Graham lackey, mm. along with Amy Coney Barrett, who is a Lindsey Graham lackey as well. Those three are going to work with the other, what is it, one, two, three, three Kagan Democrats. and Jackson. To make sure that Trump is not able to run and secure the nomination and become president. So that's pers- that's private citizen Ivan Raikland saying that they're going to use all of their discretionary power and authority to guarantee he doesn't get on the ballot. And that will be the impetus for the remaining 15 Democrat trifecta states to follow suit so that Trump cannot get delegates in the primary and thus not secure the primary nomination. So let me ask you this. Are we certain that the allocation of delegates is tied directly to presence of a candidate on the ballot? Because I was wondering if perhaps there might not be a possibility that the delegates might have some wits about them and say, we totally believe that this decision is is outside of the boundaries of reality and and what's legally uh, uh, what's legally prescribable, and so we go okay. ahead and do. So here, here's how it's going to work. Each state it does it slightly differently. So you got the RNC rules, and then each state has its own internal rules on the allocation of the delegates as allocated by the RNC overall. So in in the case of 
I'll give you an example. For example, Virginia, and then we'll talk about Colorado. Okay. In Virginia, Virginia has 45 delegates, okay? And each campaign that has a presidential campaign submits to the state party the 45 primary and 45 alternate delegates that they're going to have seated depending on the results of the primary based on the allocation method used in that state. So if one candidate secures 100% of the vote, then they get the 45 delegates, and then, right. Right? then they send it to the RNC convention. Some, some states do a winner-take-all. If you get the 50, you know, 50 plus 1%, other states do a percentage-based you know, allocation. Mm-hmm. So if it's percentage-based, right, one gets 50%, another 25, 25. Having said that, if the state Supreme Court rules that you're not going to be on the ballot, and then if this, the Secretary of State in Colorado says, well, I am not going to count if Trump is in the – like I think they said, Griswold said, even whatever the Supreme Court rules, she's not going to count any ballots that have Trump's name on it. So then what happens next? We'll see. It's unconventional, right? Yes, yes it is. So yeah. one response is the chair of the GOP in Colorado – says that they're not going to participate in the primary. Mm-hmm. And instead, they're, they're going to do an internal convention, and that convention is going to allocate the party's delegates. So then it's circumventing the Secretary of State and the allocation of its electors, mm-hmm. if that's possible. Yeah. Now, that's that's the strategy. I've spoken with the chair of the GOP in Colorado. I think I haven't talked to him in a, a week or so, basically since they did that. Uh, but there are mechanisms at play. I mean, there's, there's, this, there's this uniparty fight. The, the establishment Republicans are working with the establishment Democrats to guarantee a Trump loss. But there's enough folks in the system to be able to push back against that, possibly. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, additionally, uh, again, if enough states are able to keep Trump off the ballot, then he doesn't secure the. I mean, think about it. If you pull 1,234 delegates across the 17 states that have uh, Democrat trifectas and they rule that, no, we're not going to have Trump on the ballot, then those allocation of delegates don't go to Trump. They may go elsewhere. So that's one method that I suspect that they do it. And then the contested convention or brokered convention is another deal. Now, if for some reason Trump secures the nomination, that's when your Lindsey Grahams of the world are and other uniparty actors that Trump listens to, I don't know why, but he does, that are going to try to convince him to take yet another handler for his second term, such as a Nikki Haley. Okay? Just like Mike Pence was Trump's handler in the first term and made sure that uh, the uniparty had their interests, their deep-rooted and seated in the White House, uh, that's why they're kind of pushing for Nikki Haley to be the VP. And then what? And then at that point in time, maybe they can pull the RFK Jr., you know, or not RFK Jr., but, but the JFK, RFK, or Martin Luther King option so that Nikki Haley then becomes president. So, so I mean, these are, I think, all their, I mean, putting their hat on as the uh, threat hat. Mm-hmm. I think those are their options. Okay. So 
answer this. What is the legality of President Trump choosing another vice presidential running mate after he's announced, say, a Nikki Haley just to placate the uh, the party leader so he gets the delegates? And then after a week, he says, you know what? It's not working out. We're going to go ahead and go with General Flynn. I like how you're thinking. And that's exactly my thought process. Okay. So when you say that, yep, I'm inching towards Nikki Haley, then it it it, it calms down the uniparty thinking that, oh, we will have, just like we had in the first term for Trump, we'll be able to manage him through a Mike Pence equivalent. Right, right. So that's through a good move to publicly surrogate. signal that, knowing that you're going to, it's basically a bait and switch mm-hmm. to do exactly what you just recommended. Yes. I'm thinking along the same lines. And as the, you know, after Super Tuesday, there's going to be a lot, you know, we're, we're going to learn a lot on how this plays out. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, you have to factor in whether or not the Department of Justice, again, there's the party structure that's trying to block him mm-hmm. within the Republican Party, the Democrats and the, the institutions that they retain power in at the state level, and then at the federal level, they're probably going to try to escalate against him um, with the, you know, with the Jack Smiths of the world. So again, I think at that point in time, the country is going to respond in kind when actions that are a little too aggressive, abrasive, and unconventional come from these uniparty actors. They're going to they're going to see responses that they did not expect. And they'll be very surgical. Okay. At the individual level. All right. Well, this is my again my assessment. Right. 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 And I've been fairly accurate over the course of my career, and I think that's the prop. I mean, I don't condone it, but which, which I'm are, a very strong believer in Leviticus. What's your batting average? An eye for an eye. What's your batting average? Do you, do you have a, uh, a a percentage of uh, your uh, your 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 wins to losses? You know how, how many times you have been right historically in your career? I would say that at this point in time, similar to you, uh, I'm about a hundred and zero in the conspiracy <laughs> theories that I've laid out. Ah, that's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> and I, oh. I hate to say this; it gets boring. You know, it gets boring and uh, frustrating being, right being first in the assessments. I mean, it's like oh. it, it does get old, uh, winning all the time, right? And it gets boring because then you know when you lose one, you're like you know you got to reassess things and and go back to the drawing board and do a self reflection and figure out you know where did I go wrong? So let's let's say. We, but let's say it's Super Tuesday. President Trump sweeps. And nobody else is uh, able to come close. He becomes the nominee. Uh, the state challenges are unsuccessful. And we're anticipating a potential deadly move, RFK, JFK, MLK style from the deep state. Okay. okay. I would imagine President Trump would also be anticipating something as extreme as that. And I would have to believe that he's got certain precautions in place to ensure that he's protected. Now, let's so just... Let, you got to recall that 
the Secret Service detail that protects President Trump and his ecosystem works for the Department of Homeland Security, Mr. Mayorkas, and mm-hmm. Mr. Mayorkas works for Joe Biden. Yeah. So you see how that plays out? Of course. You see how much leverage they have? Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of leverage. They can literally pull off a security detail, just like they're not allowing RFK Jr. to have a security detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly they could, yeah. yeah. Or just say, you know what, you're just going to have one person. And then all you got to do is incite a wacko crazy or allow Iran to do what they wanted to do in response and retaliation for what happened to Soleimani. Right. And then everybody ha- is happy. Iran's happy, and then the Democrats and the Uniparty is happy. But what I want to signal here is that should they do that, they're going to get a replacement that's going to be a bigger threat to the established order than Donald Trump. I guarantee that. Well, I would think that it's that's another thing that the people would demand because Donald Trump obviously is very unique uh, in the skills that he brings to the table. Certainly, light years beyond what modern day politicians uh, are bringing in any other respect. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody was forced to pick up the mantle, it would have to be somebody of equal value. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be accepted. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and who do you think is on the short list for that? Well, you know, I, I don't want my audience to revolt, so I'd prefer not to uh, uh, to even uh, uh, predict that because I, I I would prefer to I would prefer to move forward under the assumption and belief that President Trump is protected not only by people around him who sincerely care about him and believe in what he's doing, uh, but also that God is there at his back 24 hours a day. You know, I mean, we look back at his first administration. I mean, I think he had more assassination attempts than any other president in modern times. And, uh, you know, that uh, I, I, th- I think that that says something not only for his physical protection, but his spiritual protection as well. Mm-hmm. And I understand what you're saying here, you know, obvious. And I, I agree with you. OK, I mean, I, I try to drive this home to the audience, you know, the. The enemies that we fight against are they, – they are not unsophisticated, okay? I mean, like, they may be evil, they may be depraved, but they are playing a much longer game than I think a lot of people truly recognize. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're thoughtful. Yes. They're deliberate. Yes. They exercise the most – they look at their authorities – and then extend it beyond any discretionary authority. And then when they can't get it through within the bounds of the rules of the game, yes, then they just run roughshod over them. Yes, I, I, and they've been doing that in an escalatory fashion since 2016 with the defrauding of the FISA court, mm-hmm. and then the subsequent cover-up since then. That in this time frame, somewhat culminated in the coup of January 6th, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. which yeah. solidified the illegal election. Yes, yes. And so if they, they they won't stop there because they were successful in doing it so brazenly then, why wouldn't they do it even more brazenly to maintain their power? And I think like on a po- to kind of end on a positive note, 
the way that we counter this, and we're already seeing and we're doing it, we have created alternate information streams so that the masses in the collective are able to push back against these Larry Thinks and these, you know, the the WEF big players. Mm-hmm. Because the last poll that I saw maybe 18 months ago when Rasmussen asked, you know, was the 2020 election on the up and up? And when I think 72 or 74% said, no, there were at least some shenanigans, meaning, yeah, it was an illegitimate election, thus an illegitimate outcome, Mm -hmm. thus an illegitimate office holder. Yep. Well, what have we gone through in the last 18 months since that poll took place? Oh, yeah. We've had Twitter files 1 through 20. Mm -hmm. We've had CTIL files. We've had Tucker Carlson exposing uh, with content reaching in the in the tune of 500 million viewers. Mm-hmm. We had Millet and Argentina take over. We had some significant global wins and then national wins I agree. to wake up the nation. Mm-hmm. The jab is now seen by many as unsafe and effective. Mm-hmm. So as people are seeing that, I mean, I'm doing, I did an interview on a yoga podcast were an individual that I would have never interacted with, yeah. but because of their homeopathic methodology and angst towards Big Pharma because of her personal situation, brings me on. Like We're assembling the... De- I'm going to say it this way. We are assembling the dream team of people that would normally not interact with each other mm-hmm. and join and lock arms against the common enemy. Right. The, the common enemy is the proverbial entity or, or group of people that are shaking the blue and red ants, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so everyone's realizing it because Tucker's is getting 50x the viewership that faux news is getting. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have to compromise to the point where, all right, we'll settle with a uniparty appointed uh, VP in return, we will guarantee your safety or something like that, right? Sure. I don't know. There, there's a lot of conversations that I'm not privy to at this point. I mean, I'm, there's a lot of conversations I am privy to, but there is many more that I'm not. And so we have to fill those gaps with assumptions and and sometimes conjecture. Absolutely. But I think it's not a foregone conclusion, but I'm laying out the possibilities of what could take place. And every time we can expose the most dangerous actions that they take, mm-hmm. it allows them to stop them because while they have the power to do them, if a good portion of society realizes their course of action, mm-hmm. most of us are going to agree, like left and right, are going to agree that this is disgusting. Yes. It's illegal. It's immoral. It's unethical. And so then they have to kind of come up with another course of action to achieve their objection of retaining power. And sometimes, let's look at the course of the last two years. They had their little Kevin McCarthy. We removed him. Mm -hmm. Now, did we upgrade massively? No. But did we upgrade? Yes. So it's this constant battle where we're continuing to upgrade and slowly claw back our institutions. And I I don't see us slowing down because more people are getting, you know, every day. You have a bigger platform. We're able to touch more people, and they're going to get more and more motivated. 
to uh, join forces, lock arms, like I say, yeah, and and make that body check against this lawless, illegitimate uniparty cabal. Okay, yeah, I absolutely agree with you, and I think that you make an excellent point that by shining a light on the various possibilities, the the, the different grifts that they could implement in uh, uh, the election cycle here. It really does put them into a bind. And, you know, I, I often say, you know, we, we can't solve a problem unless we can identify it. So this is essentially identifying possible timelines, if you will, and shining a light on them, making sure that people are uh, aware and uh, and awake, ready, just in case. So that makes mm-hmm. it more difficult for them to implement them. Uh, so, OK, from that perspective, I and, and it could be know. as simple as, hey, we'll let you be the president, Trump. As long as you don't have Ivan as the Secretary of Retribution, right? <laughs> and then sure. there's that negotiated outcome. Yeah. So then yeah. they they save face, they survive, and then Trump becomes the president. So which can can you tell me what the what what is the precedence or the uh, the actual process that a president would go through if for some reason he wanted to dismiss his vice president. Is that something that the president could do? There's no mechanism constitutionally for that. Okay. That's why I've always argued that the vice president is constitutionally, arguably, the most powerful constitutional actor after the Speaker of the House. Okay. So, in our constitutional framework, the Speaker of the House has the most power and influence because the Speaker sets the agenda on how we allocate the six to seven trillion dollar annual budget, mm-hmm. which is the biggest budget of any institution, government, country on the planet. Mm-hmm. Okay? After that, the vice president is the only person that the president cannot fire in the executive branch. The vice president is a quasi he well he is a legislative and executive branch actor with three distinct roles laid out constitutionally. He's a vice president, which has the ability under the 25th Amendment to remove the president along with the cabinet. Number two, he's the president of the Senate. So a legislative leader, right, mm-hmm. of, the, of, of the, you know, the most influential deliberative body on the planet, arguably. Yep. Yep. And then number three, once every four years, he then becomes a presiding officer in a joint session. And I still argue has significant discretionary authority that has not yet been exercised that I articulated to him, Mr. Pence, his chief of staff, Mark Short, and Kevin McCarthy back on January 6th of 2021, where I said, hey, guys, it's pretty simple. This is how we fix this election. On January 6th, when the objections arise, you have Kevin McCarthy taking the role of the majority state delegations, where you vote by delegation on the objections to Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Wisconsin, right? By state delegation. And if everyone votes by party, guess what? You throw out those electors, forcing a contingent election, and then you have a re-election, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to allowing for the one-person, one-vote mechanism, that was the manner in which traditionally it's done, but it's not mandatory because the Electoral Count Act nor the 12th Amendment mandates a one-person, one-vote style vote on the objections. It's open for 
Interpretation. Assessment, analysis, interpretation, and guess who decides which method to vote for? The presiding the presiding officer decides. Mm-hmm. And that has not been tested yet. And that's why, for some strange reason, I don't know why, but everyone tries to argue that I was the one that was involved in the pen, Operation Pence car that applies to January 6th. That was a theory that applied to December 23rd under electoral contact principles. Yeah, no one discusses the my January 6th option, which was what I just laid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you know that Jack Smith mentioned my tweet that Trump retweeted in his I paragraph am, 88 in his Trump indictment. I am aware. I am aware. Yeah. Yeah, so needless to say, uh, kind of to wrap it up is this year is going to be unconventional. We already see that. And uh, expect the unexpected. But having said that, as we think through the possible courses of action that they're going to take, uh, we always have to have a primary alternate contingency and emergency response, uh, which, you know, some of those that I haven't not discussed, I think you're, based on what you said earlier, I think you, you kind of know what the possible course of action is, should there be a removal of Trump. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, I don't, want that or advocate for it but should that occur we are going to be in a far superior position should they remove trump and they will be in a very uh tenuous and best position that they're going to regret so i kind of welcome it but it's better i think (laughs) I, i don't know Let's just let's just have it play out. Let, let me ask you this: Final let's play question. chicken. Final if question. They want to play chicken to to their demise. Oh, dude, it's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, so yeah. <laughs> considering considering what we you, we were just talking about with the the January sixth option and how things could have gone, as well as considering that awakening in general of the American people that we've also discussed. Do you think that we are in a better position now to truly, fundamentally repair and heal our nation and fix the corrupt aspects of our government than we would have been four years ago if that option would have been taken and Trump would have continued on in a successive administration? That's a good question. I would say that I would have rather had a immediate, me personally, would have rather had an immediate second term because what I'm exposing over the last three years now, uh, we would, would have been in a position to already have cleansed those individuals because they already committed the egregious violations. They're only committing them further over the course of the last three years because they've already been all identified and they would have already been, you know, uh, receiving retribution and accountability. And unfortunately, uh, while it would have been more spicy in the sense that many more people wouldn't, would have not understood why such retribution, uh, one positive point, I don't know if it's positive because we had to lose so many people in the process, which is unfortunate and destroy the economy, uh, I mean, more people feel the pain. And so we'll be now more on board 
to ensure that there's accountability and retribution. Yeah, I, I think. But I would have rather have done it earlier, and then step helped step the nation through the why as we were doing it, sure. instead of having to wait. I think four years. I, th- I think most people would have rather just gotten it taken care of, you know, all at once. But I think there is something to be said for the. I mean, because I don't know if you know this, and I haven't told many people this. Uh, I was literally. I had already been vetted and everything, and I was going to take a position in the administration once we, uh, you know, cleaned up that illegal election. Oh wow! And corrected it, in uh, a pretty senior position, pretty senior role. Well, that's great. That. No, I did not know that. That would have been in a very pretty senior role to start that. Not quite the secretary of retribution, <laughs> but pretty damn close. Well, I sincerely hope there's room for you in the next administration, uh, and I, you don't have to give I'll anything. Pro bono, that baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, just you know, my final thoughts. I, I think there really is something to be said for the the overwhelming support that th- this uh, th- this this national healing is is going to require and necessitate. And um, yeah, I, some people call it healing. Other people yeah. are mentioning truth and reconciliation. Yes, truth and reconciliation uh, commission. <laughs> I'm a little bit more terse. Yeah, yeah. The retri- retribution, retribution works too. The yeah. Rakeland retribution just sounds, you know, just sounds good. Yeah. The uh, anytime you can pump in some alliteration, it's uh, <laughs> it helps yeah. helps people to remember it. <laughs> Rakeland Retribution. It's Rakeland Retribution Day. <laughs> no, I mean, it's basically, it's a natural outgrowth of, I mean, I've been practicing being the world's greatest deep state marauder. <laughs> uh, I think I have the resume now to then secure a position as the Secretary of Retribution to bestow Rakeland Retribution on the appropriate individuals. Well, I'm looking forward to it, that's for sure. All right, so we've got militaryaccountability.com. If you are a current or former service member, uh, you can go sign that, as you said earlier. Actually, that's for everybody. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Anybody that reads that and is supportive of that style of accountability, anybody, anybody. Well, I will be signing it. I thought it was only for military members. There, Since we've been recording this, 32 more people have signed. I sent it over to uh, my friend uh, who recently retired from the Navy, Navy SEALs, and uh, he was involved in a lawsuit that the Navy SEALs had brought against the DOD because of this forced jab. And uh, I'm hoping that he and his compatriots will uh, be actively involved in the same way that you and yours are as well. So, Ivan, tell everyone Appreciate where it. they can find you and uh, if you have any final action items besides signing the letter. Yeah, the big thing is uh, stay tuned for, I'd say a couple things. Number one, stay tuned for Brad Miller's interview with Tucker Carlson. That's going to be airing in the coming days, uh, maybe the next week or two, I'm being told. So that's going to definitely escalate the pressure on the leadership of the DOD to respond to this letter. They've basically been ignoring it to this point. Number two, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Ivan Raikland, as well as on Substack for greater detail on the individuals that I laid out. And then lastly, um, you know, as you're studying January 6th, you know, take a look at the documentary movie that just came out, January 6th, The True Timeline. Now, take a look at some of the other ones. Uh, Capital Punishment 2 is going to be coming out. 
Uh, and then the key to January 6th is understanding the Capitol Police Board and how Pelosi and Schumer manipulated that body to conduct the coup and were able to then continue that cover-up. And if you wanted the details on it, take a look at Title II, U.S. Code, Chapter 29. And if you don't want to read, uh, I just put out a – I just did a video kind of explaining it on uh, Paul Harrell's show with the slides explaining all of it. You might want to take a look for those in the J6 community. Okay. And hopefully, just hopefully, I can put that out if Tucker has me back on. Okay. Well, I'll be looking forward to, to that as well. Audience. This, You know, I still haven't seen the original interview because it was on his pay platform, and uh, now he's expanded that pay platform. So I don't know. I, I might end up going and subscribing, but uh, I would love to see you being interviewed. Well, my by interview? Him. Yeah, your interview, yeah. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Oh, please do. I, please I have do. a copy of it. I'd love to see it. I'd definitely love to see it. I'll send that to you as soon as we're done here. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Well, Ivan, thank you, as always, for being here. Sincerely appreciate your perspective. Uh, I've been telling people that the one thing that I know about 2024 is that this is going to be a wild ride. Everything is literally on the table. So uh, hold on to your butts. That's basically all everything. I can say. Yes. And by the way, everything's on the table both sides. Exactly. Yeah. No, this is this is not and a lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so All right. If they want to create a little black swan event. I have a few black Pegasus unicorns up my sleeve. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. To everyone at home, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, I don't know if I'm in the chat or not, but if I am (laughs) able to be, I'll be there. Uh, And I appreciate all of you. And uh, we'll see you guys after I get home from GART. So I'll be back on Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern, for another episode of Red Pill News Live. Until that time, good luck. God bless. We'll see you then.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.